Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have our friend, Ben. How yes, you doing, Ben? I'm doing good, man. Do you Thanks. go by Ben or Benjamin? I have friends from high school that call me Benji. My dad, my family calls me Ben. And then I have clients that call me Ben, Benjamin, Benji. Uh, goes by everything. Good. Everybody calls me everything. So let's start with this, man. How old are you? So I'm actually 17. I just tur- I turned 17 March of uh, 2022. Wow. Yes, wow. Sir. So you're, you were 16 this year. Yes, sir, I was. Wow. Yes, I was. So until March, you're not 18. Until March of 2023, I, uh, I turned uh, 18. Are you driving already? Uh, you got your driver's license and everything? Yeah, so funny thing. I was uh, listening to your one of your other podcasts, and you told me how back in your home country you uh, started driving at like 14. Right. And that was a normal. And same thing for me. It wasn't legal, but my dad wanted to put me and give me that experience right off the bat. So I started driving since I was 14. Here in Houston? Here in Houston. Wow. All around Bel Air, all around the city. Um, I'm good behind the wheel, but when, like Caesar said, if you give me, put me on a GPS and I'll still find a way to miss an exit. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Incredible, man. So, so how do you get into this marketing? Because you're a marketer, right? Yes, sir. How yes, do you sir. get into the marketing world? So, it was uh, during freshman year of high school for me. So, around 2020 was when. Um, school shut down the you know pandemic just wiped everything out and when school cut out and they told us you know there's no more school for the rest of the year um, and we had what two three months left of, uh, of the remaining semester I realized how much time I had on my hands right so school would cut out I could wake up at 11 a.m. I could just watch TikToks all day until like wow. 8 p.m. you blink and the day is gone and I just felt in my body, in my heart, and in my mind, that I was being extremely unproductive, and this wasn't me because I like to work. I like to stay busy. I find fulfillment and joy in serving people and getting stuff done. So with that said, I realized, okay, what can I do with this time? I could either exercise um, or I could find a way to make money because at that moment, I really, really, really wanted a MacBook, right? So I thought about cutting grass, but the thing is I lived in an apartment at that time and we didn't have a grass cutter, nor did I have money to buy one. Right. So that was kind of off the table. So I went on YouTube, every classic online entrepreneur <laughs> goes on YouTube. How do I make money online? So I came across drop shipping. I, you know, opted into funnels. You know, I watched those three hour long webinars. Um, all to get pitched a $20,000 program right. at the end of it. So that was off the table. So, and then I uh, looked into Amazon FBA, which is also a form of e-com. Um, I was like, oh shoot, this is this requires capital to start as well. And I was like, definitely not doing that either because back then I had such a scarcity mindset that I was scared to spend $20 on Shopify to start up my you know website or something. Um, I, I was scared to spend even $7 on a masterclass, um, to teach me about the business and everything. How do you change that? So it, it took a while, actually. It, it came to a point where I realized I had to tell myself that, Hey, you're really not all that. 
because back then um i thought you know i have i'm into business i'm trying to start a business i'm better than everyone else so ego was definitely something that held me back so a lot. you had ego yes a so, scarcity mindset yes and no money ah. everything at once <laughs> everything at once so it was it was detrimental and it, it wasn't until a year later where um so let's before we get into what happened a year later I then came across another YouTube video about a guy who started a, uh, a marketing agency. And I'm pretty sure everybody in the marketing space knows him. But he basically – the way he sells his um, self on YouTube was all about serving your clients and serving other people and watching them grow. And I'm who like – Who is this guy? His name is Eman Gadget. He's a big online okay. marketing agency. He sells courses. Uh, has an agency, everything like that. And I was like, I want to do this. So I started binge watching his YouTube videos. I binge watched uh, other YouTube videos, masterclass free videos on YouTube on how to start an agency. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to go all on, on this agency because this is something that can not only benefit me, but it can actually benefit the people that I work for or my clients as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's when I start learning how to cold call, and I still remember I uh, my first cold call. My goal for that, my first day of cold calling was to set one meeting, to set one appointment so I can pitch them, right? So the way it worked was, uh, you know, I woke up 8 a.m., you know, you know, you know, tell myself affirmations and all that, you know, BS, and I go into my dad's closet. I sit down, pull out my phone. Um, going on Google, searching up chiropractors near me, started dialing every single one of them. And I still remember the name of the first, so right. So I would do that for about three hours a day, six days a week for the next three, almost four months. Um, but going back to the first day, I, um, I, I was about to give up. So my three hours was almost over. I was like, dude, let's do one more. Just one more. It's not going to hurt. Right. I called the last guy and I set him an appointment for tomorrow. Um, and that's when I was like, okay. And then, you know, I start watching people do sales calls on YouTube, how to close people, how to sell everything. Who are you watching? Uh, it was, it was a bunch of people, but there's a lot of like sales coaches in the marketing agency space. That I would just watch a bunch of their calls, recorded calls, selling people and closing them. And I would try to memorize what they were saying to better, um, to just copy that and try and close my, uh, my appointment for tomorrow. Funny thing is, I never closed him. I followed up with him for uh, the next year, almost two to three times a week for the next year. I still couldn't close him. So, you know, just dropped the ball there. Um, but going back a little bit more, so three months, closed my first client, but I still continue to follow up with them. The first client I closed was actually a mobile mechanic here in, well, here in Houston. Um, I closed him for $300 a month. And my, my offer was to manage his social media. So at this time when I started, I didn't run any ads yet. I strictly pitched him um, social media management. I'd grow his Instagram, um, get him followers, manage his posts, all that. Um, he stayed with me for about three months, and he just didn't see that the direct ROI, and I totally understood. So I finally let go, and then I brought on a few other clients, and those clients with me absolutely took off. And those clients were in a different industry, which they were car salesmen. Um, so they stayed with me around six months and beyond. And that 
June. So this is around 2020 now. Oh uh, no, this is uh no 2021. Um, so it's June 4, 2021 mm-hmm. was when I invested in my first coaching program. So from uh, uh September of 2020 to June 4th of 2021 I had no mentor no coaches okay. just straight YouTube we're universe. winging it yeah just just straight winging it see what happens um and I I hated it it was just so hard because I had no sense of direction no I direction, could yeah. there was it was very inconsistent the leads were just not there I would have to put in four or five hours a day six days a week to close someone for only $300 a month which to me at that age it's a lot of money was a lot of money because all my friends they would just they think they're millionaires with just a hundred bucks in their bank account i'm like i'm three i have have four clients at 300 bucks so i'm making around like uh 1200 bucks something like that a month um i'm on top of the world right so that's where the ego kicks in and just starts biting me in the uh in the behind yeah yeah you can and, say the ass okay, okay. It, it bit me in the ass <laughs> and um these clients stayed with me one of them actually left the um the car sales industry and then he transitioned to starting a drop shipping age uh uh right. shopify store so he's like dude can you run ads for me you know i've been a client of yours i shot you a testimony i've given you some referrals here and there um and i was like dude sure let's do it i was like how much do you want to you know wh- what's the what's the highest uh, you want me to do, run your ads for right so i you know obviously whoever spits out the price first loses and um in this way i kind of thought that i lost because he cut me down by 50 percent. so i only took 150 a month from him for the next like three four months okay um so and he stopped that it wasn't going as well like he was barely breaking even on our ads um so he let go he went back to college he goes to u of h now um and we talk occasionally sometimes just catch up on him see what he's doing um and then fast forward then i just i couldn't do this anymore because i was working too hard for so little money and i was just tired exhausted mental breakdowns left and right hustling like an animal um and then june 4th like i said i finally invested in my first coaching program it was 3k around 3100 because it was 2500 euros convert that to usd it's uh 30 uh, around 3100 invested in that and i made my money back in two weeks and i'm like holy shit what what who was the coach so it's it this is a really interesting story so he told me um he was actually a marketing agency coach from the uk from london and um he's not well known he's super small like he has like five students probably okay and um going on to that we we moved to so he told me he was from london but then he would whatsapp me turns out he's actually from romania so i was like okay there's there's something off with this guy a little a little sketchy yeah a little sketchy i'm like something threw me off but i mean i made my money back i put in the work some of the stuff he's telling me is actually working what did he tell you he teach you he taught me a lot he taught me how to get leads on the phone how to focus on closing people um how to deliver the service and so basically he helped you build confidence uh yes to close yeah confidence to close he taught me from a to z the structure of how an agency should be ran um which was a bit different from the way other people taught me but at the end of the day i don't regret that purchase i regret the second purchase i made from him though um, which we can get into that a bit later but i made my money back and i was like okay i wish 
at that moment, I was like, okay, if I could go back a year of my life, and just I'm, I'm 14, 15 right now, so right. I'm not that young, uh, that old. Um, I was like, I would invest in a coach a lot sooner. Right. So that was the biggest lesson. That was one of the first lessons that I've learned. If I want to go into something new where I have no clue, find somebody that is actively doing it and can prove it. And then number two, pay them so you don't have to go through the trials and errors that they uh, they might have gone through in order to um, achieve success right. to, to where they're at right now. Right. So, yeah, and then um, – you know, it was going good. I was closing clients. My clients were happy. Um, I, I still remember the first client. She was a realtor over in uh, Virginia. So some uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Virginia, I think it is, is what it was. Um, we ran Facebook ads for her. We got her some listings here and there. Um, and my operations were all over the place because at that time, I've only been focused on sales. So I like to, you know, I like to do the front end stuff, the acquis acquisitions. Um, and I wasn't good at operations, so I didn't really know how to manage her. I didn't know how to set expectations correctly. And, um, she left us. So I was, I was devastated. So we brought on another client who was a wholesaler over in, uh, Florida, Tampa, actually. The leads were just so much better. And this was my first wholesaler I ever got. The, the realtor in Virginia was an agent. Um, but my first wholesaler was a was a guy in um, in Tampa, and we were getting leads. We were getting really really good leads for him, and he had a nine to five job, so he was never able to um, never able to follow up with the leads, and that really got to me, right? Because you know I work so hard, me and my team we work so hard to generate these leads for the clients, and they don't follow up with them, so it makes me really mad because I end up getting in the behind as well. So I realized I took some time and I realized like whose fault is this actually? Should I, you know, sit down and blame the client for not following up with the leads or should I blame myself? And I wondered, okay, how can I take how can I possibly take responsibility for this? And my answer to that was I didn't vet the client properly. So now where we are right now, we vet all of our clients' processes to make sure they can actually put in the work because them paying us is great. The money is great. But if they're not going to put in the work to actually generate deals and get deals, get properties under contract, it still bites me in the long run anyways. Yeah, because they'll drop. They'll leave. Exactly. They'll say exactly. it doesn't work. Exactly. And, and it's them that, that they don't work. Exactly. So there's you can either tell the client that or you can take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. I chose to take responsibility for that. It was my fault for bringing that guy on. Um and I understand it, uh, why, because I, I was desperate. I was I wanted to make more money. But sometimes you need some of those guys to fuel the business, right? Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, it's not your fault if they don't follow up and convert the, their deals. Absolutely. It's not. Absolutely. You did your part. I did. 100%. You generated the leads. Absolutely. They didn't call and follow up. Shame on them. Yeah. Absolutely. But then you're right. They'll, they'll leave. So I, I I'm like I'm the same way. Absolutely. I don't take on people that are dabbling. It's just not worth it. Not not worth it. But it, I think if I would be starting and I needed that money to fuel my business. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try to see who I can help. Exactly. But if they don't convert, hey, it's not my fault. It's your exactly. fault. So Exactly. You know. So where we're at right now is we vet everybody in their sales process to make sure they can actually put in the work. If they have the job, 
who else do they have a wife or another family member that can work the leads um and then we see you know we we just have to make sure that whenever i bring on a client i want them to work with us for years I, i'm not here for the six months eight months yeah you want anything. them you I want, want long term for years long-term relationship exactly it's just so another misconception in the agency space that I see is everyone's focused on selling, which is important, 100%. But then there are also the people that forget about their clients. Like, hey, like, you know, they, they deliver terrible service, and that's what bothers me you so much. You need fulfillment. Exactly. You need to keep your clients happy. And this is something that I learned from one of my favorite um, YouTubers or business influencers. His name's Alex Mosey. And the way it worked was I'm in this mastermind with a lot of other agencies. There's like 600 other agency owners. What is right? the name of it? Uh, it's called Agency Lab. Okay. Agency Lab. How I'm much like, is it? Uh, the pro. So the uh, the starter program is 10k. The mastermind's 36k over 12 months. Oh, so 36k over 12 months. Correct. So it's like 3k. Oh, so three grand a month. Three, yeah. three grand a month. Correct. And um. And what and he uh, Alex Ramosi came in, and did a pot or uh, did a interview kind of, and the entire 40, 50 minutes, his statement, the message he was trying to convey to us, was keep your clients happy because that's how he grew his company. He kept his clients happy to where his clients would refer him over and over and over again. Yeah, and that's the easiest way to scale. So I adopt that that mindset. I'm like, this makes so much more sense. Focus on keeping your clients happy, and then sales will just be an inevitable. Right. So I just shifted everything to focusing on my back end. So for the past year, we've just been focusing on improving the client experience, getting better leads. How can I just make it unreasonable for a client not to win when they when they work with us? Um, and lo and behold, we see clients coming in, uh, getting contracts two three weeks, just signing them, flipping them. If they can't, at this point, I connect them with other investors that I know. And this is exactly why I go to events like yours, Ricardo. I met three or four people from your event that helped my client Dispo Geeks. Imagine if you would have been on stage. That's exactly why <laughs> I um that's exactly Because you were in the audience. Exactly. I was in the audience. And one of the guys, uh Brandon Simmons, he told me about he told us because we I met up with him. Well, I didn't meet up, but he reached out to me. I think it was December of last year. He saw the stuff I was doing because whenever I get client results and client success, I always post it on my Facebook. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, dude, I love what you're doing. Your clients are happy. Why don't we hop on a call, right? And he was my sort of gateway into the into getting in touch with influencers. And fast forward, I would show him, hey, my clients are getting this. He would shoot us clients, referrals, appointments, everything. And um, I met him at the event. Finally, he referred me people there. I love Brandon, by the I way. I love the he, guy. He, is he such has a go giver. He has a a, a a group called the Go Giver, the Go Giver Mastermind, and I I go I go there. Yeah, yeah. Know, I he, try to go as much as I can. Yeah. Um. We uh. One of my goals was to actually speak at one of his events at the Go Giver. I was like, Brandon. If you're open to it, I actually believe that I can provide so much value to not only you, but your students as well. So sometimes he shoots me his students um, to so we can get on a call and talk mm -hmm. about running ads. And then I'll just shoot him a referral fee. And it, it's just that collaboration that I love so much. 
whenever we go to events when I go to events like yours um, because if it wasn't for Brandon I would have never learned about your event and if it wasn't for me going to your event and shaking hands with all these people I wouldn't be going on the podcast that I am right now I wouldn't my clients wouldn't be closing the deals and making money to get out of their nine to five if it wasn't for pretty much Brandon because he's shifted my mindset about everything going to this year one of my goals was to get on some of the top real estate podcasts and meet the three guys from wholesale hotline that's pace that's jamil and that's brent daniel pace and jamil i met them at a kegley meetup here in houston i think it was in may it was sometime in may yeah i wasn't here yeah and then so i shout met out shout out to pace and jamil yeah, by the you way you guys are amazing i you love guys those are, guys yeah they i get so many students from their coaching programs and they succeed so much better than other students uh, other clients that aren't in coaching programs because they have that guidance they have that community that they get from those programs that help them succeed i love sub two students a lot like 80 percent of my clients out are sub two students and it also helps with conversion of the leads so that's why i love them so much and then going back to another one of my goals so it was to meet Pace, it was to meet Jamil, and it was also to meet Brent. So I never met Brent, believe it or not. Really? I've been to Phoenix hundreds of times. He's, he's taller than I thought. Uh, I never met him. I, I, I saw him at an event in San Antonio a couple of years ago. And when I was going to go reach out to m introduce myself, he, he was gone already. So I haven't had the pleasure. That's uh, – so something about that, I um, – I, when, when I go to these events like like – yours yours was one of the first big events that i went to i went to one meetup before that was one where i met pace and jamil your meetup was the first actual real estate event and i saw like carlos reyes and i'm like should i shake his hand should i always shake hand with Just this go, uh, every time exactly. every time you exactly. go and you see a guy that you like or that you look up to or whatever exactly just go say man thank you so, so much exactly. for what you do my name is Ben. Is there anything I can exactly. do for you? You know, whatever. However you introduce yourself, right? But Absolutely. yeah, don't hesitate. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to bite the bullet, shake his hand. What's the worst that can happen? Always think of that. If, you're, if, if I'm ever scared to do something, what's the worst that can happen? They can laugh and think, blow me off. Okay? They won't. Exactly. Especially Carlos. He yeah, never Carlos. Will do it. Guys, he will never do that. So passionate and so. Carlos is giving. my brother, bro. I, like, I love. Him. I love Carlos. Bro. I love him. Shout so out much. to Carlos too, man. Carlos so, Reyes, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I shook his hand. I got a picture with him and everything, and five minutes with him, just a quick five minute conversation with him, solved one of the biggest problems in my issues, and that was what to look for in a good in good talent in A players. Um. So just five minutes with him did that. And I got a picture with them and everything. It's made it just made everything worth it. So I made a commitment to myself that every event that there is in Houston, um, I'm going to go to it. I need to I'll block out my schedule and go to it. And it's really for opportunity, not only for me, but for my clients as well. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing I want is to be another lead gen agency. There's thousands of lead gen agencies out there. Why should they choose me? Well, it's the experience. I always tell them it's the experience. You need help with something, let me connect you with this guy. You need help with this, I'll connect you with this guy. I had a client yesterday who is, who's in uh, Pasco County near Tampa. It's near Tampa. So he, he works in Pasco and Pinellas County. He had a deal that we got him through PPC. It's a seller in probate. And he had a complicated issue. So I was like, 
I went to the event with um, Tony Romero, the Hustle Harder event. That was an amazing event, and I couldn't have met him without your event. So it's just all links together. Yeah. Um, going on, I remember at Tony's event, uh, there was a guy named Al Nicoletti. And he was at my event too. You didn't see him? I don't. I probably uh, was in the hallway talking to maybe, someone. Maybe. Yeah, he spoke on the first day, probably around noontime. Uh, and he spoke a, a whole hour about probates. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember. I remember like, so I reached out to Tony. I'm like, Tony, dude, I, I got a client who's struggling with a probate deal. I, and I remember Al Nicoletti was at your event. Do you think, how how can I put my client in contact with him in order to work? So Tony literally connected me with him. And I connect, I'm going to connect him with my client to help him get that deal. And that's something I've never seen another lead gen agency do because I'm willing to go above and beyond to make sure my clients are happy and they're making as much money as possible whenever they work with me. So and this all just ties back to improving your client experience and um, just keeping your client happy so they stay on with me as long as possible. Good. So let me ask you. So you just graduated high school, right? Correct. Yes, sir. I was actually in um, – uh, so I graduated – so technically on paper, I graduated August 1st, 2022. Okay. However, I didn't get my diploma until about two, three weeks ago, okay? Two, three weeks ago, whenever my uh, my counselor called me and was like, you can pick up your diploma. I was in Phoenix. I was meeting Brent. I was meeting Raphael. I was like, I, c I can't pick it up. So I have a younger sister who's a year younger than me who does still go to school. I was like – Hey, can you can you pick up my diploma? Can you just go to her office and pick it up? She's like, yeah, sure. So she picked it up for me, brought it home. I second I came home, boom, my diploma was on my desk. I'm like, wow, I worked twelve years for this. this sheet of paper. Then I just put it in the room and almost forgot about it. Wow, you didn't you didn't go pick up your own diploma? So yeah. Uh, so so you just graduated high school. You're 17, and you already have an agency. How many people do you have in your agency? Uh, are you talking about team members or clients? Team members. So, including me, we have seven people on the team right okay. now. Okay. Correct. And are these guys virtual? Uh, correct. Correct. Um, at the end of the day, we're all virtual. I don't have an office yet. Right. I got. If uh, you don't need one, then you don't yeah, have to have one. Yeah, it's I I I had a thought last night right before I was to go to bed. Maybe we can um not an office but like a team mastermind. Uh, a client. Where mastermind. Where are your team members located? So I have um, I got three in Nicaragua. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I got two in Nicaragua, not three. I have um, I have one in Kenya. Let's see, Nicaragua. So Sam and Terry. So our lead managers are in Nicaragua. We have two media buyers. One is in Kenya. The other one's also in Nicaragua. So that's three in Nicaragua. And then um, so that's the sales side. And then we have one our operations manager in Mexico. Her name's Laura. Um, and then uh, we have we had a uh, an appointment setter who's in Quito, Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. So all virtual, all South American, um, but they most of them speak perfect English. Most of, well, two or three of them are actually from America. One was from Laura, is actually from Mex uh, from North Carolina. Okay. And um, Terry, who's one of our lead managers, actually from Maryland. So it they they have. You know, they have, they understand American culture. They understand Americans are a little weird. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's the team for you. Good deal, man. So you got 19 clients, you told me earlier. 19, uh, before, before we started the podcast. 20 tomorrow. How much revenue are you are you bringing right now? Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a funny question. Um, so 
let's talk about last month. Okay, let's talk about the past two months. So in July, um, July we did thirty six, and last month we did thirty. 30,000. 30, Correct. No. 30, the 30,000, does that include ad spend or that's just that's management just fee? fee? That's just management okay. fee. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, we we switched our pricing model a bit where we used to do a lot of painfuls where they could pay three, six months up front. Um, and then uh, in August, and um, we switched back to a monthly installment model where, the, where it because whenever we calculate the ROI of a client, because we have trackers on our, on everything and their return on ad spend, um, it, it, the numbers just look better when it's when it's broken down to monthly installments. It's also easier on the client, um, so they don't they don't feel that pressure, um, because that's the last thing that I want. But yeah, we kind of switched. We made a few changes, um, in the past few months ever since I got out of school, and things have just been rising. Up and up and up. Good for you, man. Are you still on the mastermind? The yeah. the one that you uh, mentioned earlier? Uh, Agency Lab? Correct. Yes. yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, we I was looking at another mastermind earlier this week. Um, it's uh, it's another agency mastermind where it talks about how to level up your client experience even more. Because I think my client experience is good, but like it's always better, right? So this one is uh, another guy. He's been trying to trying to close me for a while, but uh. I love being pitched, but yeah, I'm not easy to close. Um, it's what I think it's six months, 15k. It's I it might be worth it, but I'm still doing my little research on him to see if I'm I'm ready for that. Yeah, and yeah. what do they teach there? Client experience. Yeah, client experience, onboarding, offboarding, setting expectations, um, uh, you know, all, a lot of the back end operation stuff. To how to streamline everything, everything clean and click up, project management, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's worth it then. Oh, definitely, definitely. So it's how just, come you haven't signed? That's a good question because I'm doing another one-on-one tomorrow uh, with one of his students to see because I, I like it's like a referral to see if it's actually ready. So yesterday on my way to the gym, I uh, just sent him a thousand for a call for an hour call tomorrow at eleven thirty. Um, so I will be doing a call with him things up with him learn learn some things from him and then uh if it sounds good i'll, I'll pull the trigger um but yeah that's uh i love investing it's a tax write-off too so yeah uh, uh yeah so it's uh it's always fun investing yourself but what people do need to realize i'm going i know i'm going sidetrack off at the moment but what most people need to realize is whenever you invest in a coach or even a program it's not like you put in money and they spit money back at you. You actually have to put in the work. You have to take action on the things that they tell you and stop questioning it. So that's that's something that I do want to add uh, add on as well. Yeah, it's yeah. important to take action. If hundred uh, percent apply knowledge is power. It's not knowledge is power. Not knowledge exactly. alone is nothing. It's Absolutely. just knowledge. But apply knowledge. Absolutely. Is that's taking action. So, uh, so what's in the future for you, Ben? Like, what what do you see yourself going in the next? year or so that's a good question so in the next year uh well let's start let's you know slow down a bit um so by the end of this year uh we should be hitting around 100k a month okay and that's where i can uh you know step out of the day-to-day operations uh i don't have to do the sales the front end closing uh enrolling clients anymore i don't have to focus on the back end of 
doing meetings and conducting, you know, client check-in calls. Um, so I can step away and I can focus on a higher leverage task, which can generate more uh, revenue for the company, right. such as content, um, starting podcast, uh, putting out content for my clients, um, just all that higher uh, level stuff, hiring, training, all that fun stuff. And then uh, once I turn 18, um, the agency should be delegated where half of my day can focus on the higher, you know, higher leverage task of the agency. And the other half can be focused on starting a real estate investment company. Um, I asked myself, how am I going to do that? Simple, found a coach, pay, find a coach, pay him and uh, take action. But what do you want to do? You want to do wholesaling? Do you want to do buying homes? Yeah, that's a good question. So in the beginning, I definitely want to do wholesaling because as you said at your events, wholesaling is like a, a entryway. It's an ATM. Yeah, it's an ATM into real estate. So I want to start off with wholesaling, uh, scale that, and then ultimately the long-term goal is to own up commercial properties because okay. that's where all the money's at. Right. So. Well, money's everywhere, but you got to pick the one you like. Absolutely, absolutely. And for some people, it's single family. For some other ones, it's multifamily. For some other ones, is strip centers. For some other ones, is storages. You know, absolutely. there's so many of them. So absolutely. So you pick one, and that's the one you like, and you aim for that, you and you go for that. You have to stick to it, correct? Yeah, the shiny object syndrome uh, used to used to you know get to me because I'd see one person doing buy and holds, and I'd see another person flipping this property and doing all these cool before and after pictures on his on their uh, rehabs, um, and then I'd see another guy like you know Grant Cardone or something. He's like, oh, I have four hundred units, a hundred million dollars. I was like, I want to do that. So I think. I need to, you know, take it one step at a time, um, and ultimately the long-term play, or quote unquote the exit, is to settle down in commercial uh, multifamily units, multifamily apartments. Amazing. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming in today, man. Uh, Absolutely, man. Your future is very bright. I can already tell. Absolutely, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to see you in the next event, guys. Next event is attendgrowth.com. Okay, February three, four, and five at the Westing Memorial in Houston, Texas. That's the Energy Corridor. Right now, we got the VIP tickets on special. With a buy of a VIP ticket, we're gonna give you one month of Prospector Web free. So it's a bargain, okay? I'm looking forward to see you there. Ben, thank you so much. You'll have a great day. Absolutely.